Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? I'm wonderful. Like Paul Orndorff, how are you? I don't know who Paul Orndorff is, but um, I'm, I, I, I'd have to say I feel like Paul Orndorff right now because I'm about as wonderful as it gets. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Oh, WWF. Mr. Wonderful. I didn't even realize. <laughs> there you go. You got me on that one, bud. You got me on that one. All right, so uh, here we are on the podcast today. It's October 20th, 2021. Happy birthday to my old man. Happy birthday, uh, Randall James Witt, 59 years old. Congratulations, bud. Uh, you birthed me, right? He Well, he didn't birth me, but he had a big part to do with it. Yeah, he did. He, did. he was involved. He was involved somehow. Uh, on that note, we've got uh, we got a, we got a pretty good show today. This this could be a long one because we've got our NFL picks, which uh, I'm I'm interested to see how that turned out. I've, I've been I was up four games on you, I believe, four or five going into this thing. game, yeah. going into this week. So even if I went zero and three and you went three and zero, I'm still winning, uh, which is always good on my side of things. Um, but at the same time, we have the NBA that started last night. And for all you uh, non-NBA watching folks out there, we're sorry. But we are going to talk NBA today, and we're going to talk probably quite a bit. After the NFL picks, we have also have the Major League Baseball playoffs, our Mount Rushmore of comedians that play instruments. And Theo Vaughn has a new comedy special we're going to talk about. This, this could be a long podcast, bud. It could. We'll, we'll, we can breeze through it, though. Yeah, he says that every week. We can yeah, breeze through it. Yeah, every yeah. week he says we can breeze through it, and sure do. doesn't ever happen. We don't. <laughs> We're and, Adam, try, though. and Adam goes to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning and doesn't make it to work or whatever happens. I, I make it just very, very tired, but you stay up longer than I do on these things. After, after these things, I feel like. <sighs> I don't know. Sometimes. Anyway, either way. All right, so let's get it started. Let's kick it off with what uh, well, well, with what we have done for the last few years. We like to go against each other and see who can pick the most NFL games. We pick these games against the spread every Wednesday night, which uh, so so the spreads are going to change by the time Sunday gets here. But we just use the ESPN app. Nothing special. Uh, Adam, how do we? What what were we? How were we coming into this week and? What happened this week? Uh, you were right. There was a four-game difference between us going into week six. I finally had a decent week. Out of boy, I went two and one. There you go, That's two and one. Decent. That's a good week. Two and one. The only problem is you had another decent week at two and one as well. There so you, you go. That yes, sir. Four-game lead. So what are we at total for the year? I'm at seven and eleven. You're at eleven and seven, buddy. You're you're almost you're you're getting close to that five hundred. You're getting close to that five hundred. Yeah. Not close enough. It's all about it's all about just being above five hundred when you're betting football games, man. That's what it's about. Yeah, Not in this case. It's about being better than you. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. We don't even have anything that we've bet yet. So if you're watching this, listening to this, we're live on the FaceTube. Uh, we are on the Facebook. We also I I say that so much that I do it not on purpose anymore. Yeah. Uh, we're also on all the other streaming podcast apps out there. Uh, iHeartRadio. Apple Podcast, Spotify. We appreciate everything you guys do, listening to it and uh, commenting. But let us know what we should bet on because we're in week seven now and we don't even have a bet for this year. Yeah, I almost yeah. feel bad like we shouldn't bet now. I feel like it should just be 
Let's see who wins. No, we were. I mean, we were going to bet, and uh, I just no hundred push-ups what. again. Hundred push-ups in a podcast. We could do that. I'm in. All right. I've had to do all the push-ups on this podcast so far. So, so. far, yeah, yeah. It's rough. <laughs> That's all right, though. Um, all right. So week seven. Here we go. All right, bud. You uh, are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. I've got mine. I'm. I'll. I'll Definitely offer you the chance to go first. No, I haven't even looked at it yet, so you go ahead and kick this thing off, Bob. While you're taking a look at that, I am talking about Kansas City is at Tennessee, and Kansas City's a a five-and-a-half-point road favorite. I am going with the Tennessee Titans. Ooh, the old Titanians. Yeah. Um, Let's go to – let's go to L.A. where the Detroit Lions – the lowly Detroit Lions go in to play the Rams. And, I mean, you know, this is probably going to be a blowout, but the spread is right now is 15. That's a that's a giant spread even for a game that's probably, yeah, it's probably going to be a four-touchdown game. But I am taking Detroit. I'm going to take Detroit because it's such a giant spread. I just, in the NFL, that's too big for me. Gotcha. And that being too big, I'm going to go to an even bigger spread. Look at this guy. Keep going. Houston is going into Arizona. Arizona is a 17-and-a-half-point favorite (laughs) against the Houston Texans, and I'm going to take the Road Dog Texans. Get the Road Dog Texans. 17. I think that's a three-score game. Probably right. I think, well, 17 would be a three-score game, but I think that's over 21. I think it's over 21 in that game. Um, I'm not going to bet that game, though. I'll tell you what. I'm pulling it up right now. I've got good feelings about what's going to happen this week. Uh, The Thursday game is the Broncos and the Browns. That's a tough game with Baker with his his dislocated non-throwing arm. As far as I'm concerned, can they please finally take the Baker's house off the commercials? Can we get rid of those commercials now? This is the worst commercials there are. I think I've seen it come on and just didn't pay attention. <sighs> so I stupid. Care. I can't stand those. Um, so let's take a look at what we got here. The Washington football team is getting eight and a half from the Packers. Not 100% sure that's my game that I want to go with. I love saying these things, and then Adam starts to write them down, and I don't take the game yet. <laughs> I know better than to write until you, you've committed. <laughs> um how about Bengals Ravens? Six and a half points. Six and a half. The Ravens are laying to the Bengals. Um, that's a big number. However, I think that's a uh, that's too close of a number for me to mess with because I think that Ravens team is better than the Bengals. I just don't know how much better. Um, It'd be a different story if it was in Cincinnati. I feel like. Let's here. Here we go. We're gonna start it off with this game. This is the first game I'm gonna take. Something about these Raiders minus John Gruden that uh, I got a big dub out of them last week. Sure did. I got a big dub out of them last week, and uh, I'm going to take them against the two and four Eagles. They're laying three at home. Let's go Vegas. Uh, Let's see. And then after that, let's go down to – I'm going to go to the Niners-Colts game. I'm going to take another favorite. I'm going to take the 49ers laying four against Colts. I got a good feeling about that game. These The 49ers are going to start turning things around here. Um, and last but not least, there's not a lot of really good games out here. 
I'm I'm taking Carolina. I'm taking all favorites this week. Carolina minus three against the Giants. The Giants are terrible. Carolina better go into New York and beat the crap out of them. Sam Darnold needs to step up and do something here. So that's who I'm taking. I am 11 and seven on the year. You're seven and 11 on the year. Let's see what happens, bud. Nice and quick, we got through that. See, we're speeding right through this thing. Yeah, but we all know that we're about to hit a roadblock. I think everyone knows we're about to hit a roadblock. Well, let's see. I mean, we we we're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna talk about what happened last night. You mentioned it uh, at the start of this program. My favorite time of year. Uh, my second favorite time of year because the end of the. The end of the season when the end of basketball, when the end of college basketball is on and the beginning of baseball and then the NBA playoffs. That's my favorite part. And the Second Masters favorite. and everything. Sure. It's all at the same time there in April and right. March. The weather starts getting warmer and stuff again. Yep. Now the weather is starting to get cooler and feel amazing outside. And the NBA has tipped off its 2021-22 season. Yes, it has. And it started last night with two... Great matchups. First was the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets. And then the nightcap was the Los Angeles Lakers and Golden State Warriors. So stars all around last night. Uh, Teams that are expected to contend for championships. I don't know if Golden State is there yet because Clay's not back yet. Uh, We'll see what happens with that. But we can start with that one. And let's just let's just go backwards. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Big three. Let's we, we, the big three is coming back, right? right? Let's start off with opening night. Opening night. We'll start off with the first game, which was the Bucks versus the Nets, and the Bucks look confident. They came out. They they got their rings. They won the championship last year. Giannis is showing it off. The ring has a QR code on it, which I don't know what. I'm not 100% sure what that means, but I don't know what happens if you scan the QR code. However, get a coupon for Chick-fil-A. These rings are legit as all rings are and the Bucks were confident and came out and whooped the Nets. They looked fantastic Who, the Bucks and, and the Nets and, and, and did the Bucks the Bucks got better from last year. They're a better offensive team than they were last year. Mm-hmm. And and everybody talks about these Nets. And what does it come down to? It's going to come down to Mr. Kyrie Irving. He is putting a damper on that locker room. I don't care what you say. The fact that he's not there and these guys got to answer questions every day, it does something to the team dynamic. I love Kyrie's game. I love Kyrie is one of my favorite players to watch play the game of basketball. I don't, I don't understand why he – chooses to affect his locker room as much as he does no matter where he's at. Everywhere he's been, he's been a problem in the locker room, including Cleveland when they won a championship. Yeah, I'm sure you would find teammates that would stick up for him and say he was great and everything. But, yeah, there there have been issues pretty much everywhere he's been. You're right. He was unhappy in, he was unhappy in Cleveland because he wasn't the guy. And they won a championship there, and he still wasn't happy. And then – in Boston, he wasn't happy. And that that's when he went back to LeBron and said, man, now I get it. Now I get did, where that yeah. leadership that you were trying to figure out for us, now I get how t- how tough that is. And he just couldn't figure it out. And so he, he wanted out of, out of Boston. And then he got to Brooklyn. 
And it hasn't worked out yet there. And now he's got the, the vaccine stuff. He won't get the vaccine. And in New York, you can't play. In New York. Not just in New York, in New York, in New- California. California. Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's one other state that he's not even going to be allowed in the building. Right. And they did, you know, because he could play with them at away games, but he can't practice. He can't practice with them in New York. Right. And so, and good for the Nets for saying, we're not going to do this sometimes stuff. We're not going to do this, you know, when we're on the road, you're with us when you're not. You know, when we're at home, you're not. I think that would be worse. I really do. I think that would be more difficult to get, you know, to, to get a flow, to get a rhythm with everybody going. Um, and and when, when you're not there at practices a lot and when you're when you're not playing home games, that, I think that would make a huge difference. So I think it's a good decision on the Nets, you know, front office staff part to say we're not going to, you know, if you're not going to be here for home games, you're not going to be here at all. And it's not a punishment necessarily. It's just he's – it just wouldn't – it just makes more sense. It doesn't make any sense for him to do what he's doing right now. So why would it make sense for Brooklyn to continue to let just, – just, you know what, Kyrie, take the year off, bud. Yeah. And, and look, and honestly, that's fine. I'm, I'm all about the vaccine and everything, but he's not – he's making that decision. And that's, you know, last year guys had the option – and in the bubble, guys had the option – if you're not comfortable because of your family or whatever your belief or whatever, because of the COVID stuff, then you can take the you can take off or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and you might not get. He, I think he's going to get paid, but you you might not get paid, but you have that option, and he's kind of he's choosing that still. Now it's it's not because it's not because of COVID. Now it's because he doesn't want to take the vaccine. So, but you know, to me, still related. You want to make that decision, make that decision. And you're right, though. It is hurting his team. But if it's a personal thing, it's his personal thing, and he can do whatever he wants. It is going to make that team not quite as good. Now, they're very deep. I mean, they've got KD. They've got Harden. They've got the big two that are going to be there, and they're going to be headliners. And Kevin Durant is, every single year, is one of the best players top three players in the league every single year. I mean, when that man is healthy, you can't – I mean, he's he's a, he is the unicorn. You talk about unicorns, the guy's seven foot. He can bring the ball up to court. He can shoot three. He can go down low, kind of. He plays really good defense when he needs to be down low. The guy can do a lot. And James Harden is just, you know, one of the top three scorers in the league every single year. So they've got they still got a team, but you put Kyrie with them and that's they're unstoppable. You have we another thought, score. We thought they were unstoppable. Yeah. And the Bucks came out and beat them last year and everybody gave Giannis crap thinking, "Oh, well, saw what happened in the bubble." You know what I mean? He just couldn't he just couldn't handle it. That that team's just it's always going to be this way. It's going to be Giannis and no help and he can't he can't uh, take over a game at the end. He can't create his own shot. They can figure out how to defend him. Guess what? They figured it out. They brought the right offensive pieces in. They spread the floor. They make this thing work for Giannis. The Bucks are the best team in the East. That's right. They shoot. They they got a bunch of guys that shoot threes. They move the ball well to make that happen. They rebound and they defend. And that's why they won a championship, and that's why they looked so good last night against Brooklyn. Speaking of defense, the best defensive team in the league last year played last night as well. Did not play the best defense in the <laughs> of the night, 
But the Lakers lost to the Golden State Warriors, and that makes so many people happy, which I'm fine with. Uh, but this Lakers team is going to be really good. Russell Westbrook had a little bit of an off night. We're already hearing all kinds of talk about how's Russ going to fit in with this Lakers team. We've been hearing it a little bit, but now it's starting to really come out. First off, this is going to be the best transition team you've ever seen in your entire life. right? Most people that are listening to this podcast are – you know, our age or younger, they never saw the Showtime Lakers. This is this this team is going to be as good as the Showtime Lakers. We had this conversation earlier. I think they have three phenomenal passers. They're quick. They're fast. They get up the court. They've got finishers. At you know, they've probably got five finishers on the team. Anthony Davis is healthy and looks unstoppable. He looks like a Kevin Durant, unstoppable, but a better defender. This team is legit. They lost last night. Don't worry. Because when Russell Westbrook hits that second half, this team's going to win a ton of games. Mm -hmm. When Russell Westbrook gets comfortable in the second half of the season and figures out his role, they may not lose. They may not lose a game in the second half. I agree with you, not not to that extent, but <laughs> <laughs> I I agree with you that. And, and look, statistically, Russell Westbrook had one of his worst games of his career. Yeah. last night, and uh, but it, it's. It would be an extreme overreaction to say that it's not going to work. See, you can't, you know, Russell Westbrook, is, you know, doesn't work with other stars or whatever. That's that's not the case. It, it's that was one game. LeBron even said it. He said, you know, he told Russ, "Look, you had a you had a bad game. There's no question about it. Go home and watch a comedy, relax, do oh, something I, yeah. fun." He told yeah. him that, and he said, that, that, "That's going to happen. It just happened in the first game. It's one game. So what?" I'm and so sick and tired of hearing all of a sudden three people today I've heard, well, the only way Westbrook's gonna fit into this offense is when LeBron's out, and that's there's just no time there. That is not true. That's no. not true. No, it, it's I, I think they're and I think they're both old enough. I think Westbrook is old enough now to and mature enough to understand, look, I might have to play differently. I might have to I might have to do some different things that I'm not used to doing. I might not be able to just take over games like I like I wanted to, or you know, shoot shots, certain shots that I that I would in Oklahoma City or wherever. But if they if they figure it out, and I think they will, because they have they're the oldest team in the league, and I think their that their experience is going to is going to be enough to to make everybody get on the same page at some point and be like, okay, this is what we need to do. These are your strengths. These are my strengths. These are his strengths. If we do this certain thing and, you know, in these situations we do this and this, we try to play this certain way, we can use all of our, all of our strengths together at the same time and be the best basketball team in the league. And I think that's going to happen. It, it, and it's Russell Westbrook is too good of a player to not find his way to fit into this team. It, I, it's not in another thing I heard six man of the year. Oh, you're if Russ can just can just be okay with coming off the bench and be, still playing 28 minutes and being the six. That's not going to happen either. There's no need for that. No, that dude that it, this team is going to be unreal. They're going to be good. It's one game. Everybody take a deep breath. There's what is it? 82 games in a season. There's 82 games in a season. You got 81 more games. Be all right. Promise you. They're going to be fine. 
Uh, I am glad. I am one of those people that is glad because I'm such a Steph Curry fan that I loved that the Warriors won. But Steph had a terrible game. He was five. Of t- I don't say terrible. Had- Steph had didn't have a Steph game. He was five of twenty one. That is not typical Steph. He didn't shoot it well. He still scored twenty one points. Had ten rebounds and ten assists. <laughs> Insane, right? Pretty good. I had a. He said he literally after the game. He said I played like trash. He had twenty one points. 10 rebounds and 10 assists. He had a trash triple-double. He had a trash triple-double. And they beat the best team in the, in the West. <laughs> right. Good for you, Steph. Which brings me to what I just want to say real quick. MVP of the league, I'm calling Steph Curry. I would be so happy if you're right about that. So happy. Um, I, I, I'll tell you what. It's going to be tough for Giannis to get, you know, he. it's going to be tough for him to not win his third. Um, but you, we have so many great players. You know, Jokic won it last year. He's, I expect him to be just as good or better. Uh, you have I, there. I don't even want to go down the list. There's so many guys who are good enough to win MVP in this league, a- including guys who have already won it, like Giannis and like Steph and like LeBron. There, it's it's wide open in my opinion. Wide open. You're choosing, so you're you're calling. Steph Curry is the yes. MVP of the season. I am going to take I'm going to take Giannis to win it again. I think I'm going to take Giannis and yes, it's a recency bias and yes, it's because That's he was crazy. dominant last night. There's here's the deal. At what point does Giannis be the next person, the next LeBron, the next Michael and you just can't let him win that many in a row. They can get two in a row, I'll give you that. But now it's like, "All right. All right." We know who you are. Somebody else is going to have a phenomenal year, and they're not going to give it to him. Because if that's the case, then LeBron should have seven by now. Well, yeah, I mean, that's always going to happen. And, I, that, I mean, Steph Curry already has two. So you could say the same thing. You know, I don't know. It's Yeah, it is exciting when new guys win it, when new teams win championships, when new guys win MVPs and, and other awards. Um I like it too, and I like that Jokic won it last year. But I, I it just the, because of the way that he affects the game and, and really dominates the game now on both ends of the floor, I think that Giannis is my front runner for MVP. I mean, I, I'm I'm happy to see any of those guys do it, but I mean, I, I I love Giannis. I really I really do. I like Giannis. I give him. I don't ever give him any crap, but Steph. Without Steph on that Warriors team, I mean, without Giannis on that team, you know, it's the same thing. You're right. I, I'm good with either one. I like them both, but I think, I think that's a hundred percent true. Now here we go. Just not even giving Jokic any of his due, or LeBron, or you name it. There's a lot of guys. You know, you take LeBron off the Lakers team last year, and they're not the Lake. This year's a little different. This year's different. I don't think LeBron LeBron doesn't have a chance at the MVP because of the team around him this year. Yeah, AD stays healthy. That team is ridiculously good, mm-hmm. ridiculously good. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Jokic, take Jokic off that team. Take take Steph off the team. Take take Giannis. It's yeah, I'm good with any three of them, but I think Steph gets it. I think Steph gets it. 
I'll tell you who's not winning MVP no matter where he plays this year is Ben Simmons. You really think so? I don't I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, he's only been kicked out of his very first practice, his very first game. You name it, bud. Old boy went to practice the other day. Shows up, everybody knows why he's there because he's just trying to collect some dollars, right? It's all about them it's all about them dollars and that Philly team is good enough to collect a ring. Or uh, or or play for a ring and be competitive for a ring. And it's over now. When your best player on your team goes into the media and they ask and he says, listen, he he can do whatever he wants to do. I don't even really care about him anymore. We're not here to babysit. When, you, when that comes out, and listen, we've talked about Joel Embiid many, many times on this podcast. Embiid says... We're not here to be babysitters, brother. <laughs> it's over. I mean, it's over. Like, that that kid, the thing is, is they were, I think it was 37-7 or 47-7 or, or something like that with those two on the, field, on the court. That's really good, dude. That's really good. But at some point in time, it's like, I don't even care anymore. Embiid's uh, done. When Embiid's done, your best player's done. It's over. You got to figure out what to do. They figured out what to do for tonight. They suspended him without. They suspended him without pay. Uh, uh, detrimental to the team, whatever they call it. Um, I don't know where it goes from here, though. So I mean, going back quickly, the off season when they lost. He was upset. There was the big controversy in the in that last game that he had a wide open layup and didn't shoot it, um, and uh, people really took that and, and took off with it in a weird way that I didn't agree with. That you know people are concentrating so much on his shot and and that you know he just isn't willing to shoot the ball. Well, that was a layup. First of all, he just made the wrong decision there because he was looking to pass the ball out or whatever in that particular play. Now, yes. He does not. He's he does not have an outside shot at all. He's not even. That's willing not true, to take though. Him. I mean, I've seen him in practice. It's not like it's the. It's not like he looks like Bill Cartwright trying to shoot a three. Yeah, but he's it, just it, not confident in his shot until he until he shoots the ball in a game. He doesn't have a shot. <laughs> so I, I'll give you that. Okay. He <laughs> he doesn't even. Not only he's not a bad shooter. He's so bad he won't shoot it. And and I agree with you. We've seen the last couple of years him shooting threes in you know practice in uh, you know workouts on his own or in pickup games in the off season. We've seen it and it looks fine. It looks like he can shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. It it has not translated to the floor to the regular season. I heard I heard that Philly it got so bad. Philly uh, for the last two years had a traveling sports psychologist with the team specifically for Ben Simmons. That makes sense. And that and that's that's fine and I agree. I think maybe every team should have that. No, I'm, I'm sure every team that. has it, but this dude they was like that's the reason they hired this guy was tried to get him to feel more comfortable. So, it's not working. It's not working. And if you've put all this time and effort into it, it's 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 done. That's that's part of the thing though is there are more and more reports that the time and effort thing is an issue with Ben Simmons, that he's not – that's when, when 
Doc Rivers and a couple other people finally came out and said, we need him. Doc Rivers at the end of last year actually said, look, we need more out of him. We need him to be able to shoot the ball a little bit. We need him to be able to do other things. He, we he need him never, to. He didn't, no. And he didn't say we need him to shoot the ball. He didn't. That wasn't necessarily what he said. They asked him, can you win a championship with Ben Simmons as your point guard? And his answer was, I'm not sure. I don't know. Right. I don't know. He. Listen, that can impl- that can implicate him in so many different ways, and and think about all the things you want, and we can all put it in our head. We all know, it, we all see it. But Doc Rivers never like said, "I don't want Ben Simmons on my team." No. Why would you not? The kid is an unbelievable basketball player. He Aside plays terrific my- defense. He can get to the basket whenever he wants. He's a good passer. I don't want to say he's a great passer. He's a good passer. I, I, you, when he's on the court, they win basketball games. Yeah, he he can he can do a lot of things except shoot the ball, which is a big deal. But and not only not shoot, but not shoot free throws. I mean, free throws are almost a separate entity from shooting Anymore, in a game. Yeah, but he can't do either one, and so he's a li- He's a major liability on the floor at the end of close games because they will they will foul Ben Simmons all day long and put him on the free throw line to get the ball back. Um, and, and so it is. It, it, but but the thing is, is people have started saying Ben Simmons is not putting in the time and the work and his work ethic isn't, isn't nearly as good as it needs to be. And so that was, that's been an issue just in the last day. I, I saw a thing come out, a, um, a scouting report from when he was in college before the draft that said specifically that, his um, his work ethic is in question, and his character is in question, and his um, his need to be the 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 focus and get all the attention on and off the court could be an issue. There was a scouting report that said all of those things. I'm paraphrasing. It even but, said something about his need to be the focus on and off the court. Yes. Yes. Wow. And that it, that it may be an issue so that apparently is an issue right now in philadelphia i don't know that it, i don't know if it was before this but at the end of last year he wasn't happy because he underperformed in the playoffs and people started questioning him and so he wanted out he wanted out he wants to go to a new team that's been happening more and more all the time guys aren't happy they request trades or whatever and he did that the sixers didn't trade him they they don't want to, so they kind of forced him to come back. He didn't have a choice. He has to come back. He's getting paid. He's under contract with the Sixers. I think I think the Sixers knew. I think this is my thought process. I think the Sixers knew how good they were when he's on the court, and they were thinking there's got to be a way. If there's some way we can make this work, right? There was no trades. Nothing was done in the offseason. They they didn't let him bully the team like, you know, some people can do. Bullying might be the wrong word. Push, persuade, whatever you want to call it. Um, so they tried to make him, force him to come if he wanted the money. And Ben did, man. He came to practice and refused to do certain drills. And when the rest of your team is working hard to try to win a chip and you're just there for the dough, it doesn't take long, man. That might that might work in Charlotte. 
that might work in places, you know, where it's everybody's basically doing that. They're just there for the money. They're not there to try to – they don't think they're going to win a championship. They think they're going to win a championship in Philly. Yeah, I mean, that's the expectation. Um, that's what they've been building – toward for the last six seven eight years or whatever when they the process broke it all down crap yeah, process man, that's the stupidest i'm so irritated uh, with that I've, word the I've process been, i've been done with that for years now but the the issue the other issue is though is that i think the sixers front office daryl morey and elton brand whichever one of those guys are probably collectively they're trying to make this decision i think they realize that they're not going to get value in a trade like they want out of Ben Simmons. Yeah, what are you going to get for Ben Simmons? What do, I mean, if you let's say Kyrie's out there, right? All right, let's trade this has been the one that you everybody talks about, right? Cuz these are the two guys that aren't playing. You can possibly go to a state where you can play home games and practice. So, Kyrie for Ben Simmons. If you're the Nets, you're getting Ben Simmons and multiple picks. Absolutely. Multiple picks. Like, that's not – like, I'm sorry, Ben, you're a good player. You're a great player. You're an all-star. But you're not Kyrie. You're not KD. You're not Durant. You're not that upper echelon. You're not Luka. You're not – I mean, I don't even – like, you're not – there's so many people that you're not that you got to get this feeling out of your head, brother, and you got to figure out what you're going to do. And the, and, and the clip – the clip, the the Sixers, like you said, they can't get rid of him. You can't trade him because you're paying him. I don't know what they're paying him. I don't want to say that. What he's worth to your team, he's not worth to any other team in the league. That's right. That's right. And and what other team? I mean, you could, you know, I another one I was thinking about was maybe for like a John Wall or something like that in Houston, and because. It would be a more even swap at this point because John Wall is definitely, after all the injuries and everything, he's not the same John Wall he used to be. Um, it, so that would be an upgrade probably for for Houston, and the Sixers would get rid of their problem right now and add a, another guy that can still play. He's not not like John Wall's a. a a below average player now or something, but that, that might make sense. I don't know what the financial stuff would be like, but something like that. But, but in Houston, you have a young team. You got, you have like three pretty talented young guys that you have a chance to bring up. Now, if you bring Ben Simmons and his work ethic is in question and his not willing when he's unhappy, he's not willing to engage with his teammates or with the front office or with the coaching staff. He's not going to all of a sudden get a shot, and when he doesn't shoot, he's still going to get booed whether he's in Philly or Houston or wherever. It may not be as bad because he's not in Philly, which everybody knows they have the worst fans in the world. I mean, I don't mean that like I know they're the worst. I'm just saying that's that's, that's how they're seen. You know, they boo Santa Claus. Right. But it doesn't matter. That's going to happen. And if he, wherever he goes, wherever he goes, he's not going to be accepted. No, you would, you would have to send him to a team like the Lakers where there's enough leadership. Absolutely. And enough that that locker room is not going to wow. be broken by a guy like Ooh, that. Ooh, what, what are you saying? Are you breaking something on the Nosebleed Sports Podcast? So Adam I think Schmidt? the only trade that makes sense is Ben Simmons for LeBron James even swap because they're you know talent wise they're they're about even 
Um, I would say. <laughs> I can mute you. I can mute you as fast as you can talk. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, but you, it, it, there are only like a couple of teams that that could possibly work because he would go to a winning situation where he's not going to have to be the guy he's he can you can figure out how to work his talent into whatever you've got going there already but even then you're not you're probably not going to shake shake a team up like that for ben simmons why why would you if you've got a winning team with a good stability why would you shake that up and bring a dude like ben simmons in yeah it it just nothing makes sense for for a trade with him right now (laughs) except for the Kyrie thing I mean that might make sense but is he still dating Kendall Jenner I don't know I don't I don't think so I don't know for sure oh no Kendall Jenner's with um who's in Phoenix what's my boy with no eyebrows I always say he looks like he's got no oh no not no eyebrows he's got no eyelashes Oh, Devin Booker. Isn't De- she with Devin, Devin Booker? Booker? I can't. I don't know. I can't remember. There's a Jenner with one of them. I don't know who, who's who got what, but. I think Ben Simmons has been. That's another thing is uh, there's been enough reports of him just like running. As a matter of fact, there was a report. I don't know if it's true, but there was a sports journalist that reported yesterday that Ben Simmons, after leaving, after getting kicked out of practice, went to the strip club and was seen at the strip club right after that. So that's what he did with his time after being kicked out. If that's true, that's what he did. Instead of figuring uh, figuring something out, I don't know. I don't know what I expected him to do. Yeah, but it's I mean, not if you go get, to a strip club if, and spend your afternoon there. But think about it. How many people do you know that you work with right now? That they went in, they did something stupid, and work said, no, you know what? Not sure if we're firing you, but you're at least gone for the day or the next couple of days. If they're upset... That might be the first place they go. I don't know. I think I'm I'm probably concentrating on what my next job is going to be or something like that. But. Uh, sure, but but if you don't have an agent either, so your agent's in charge of that. I also am not his in, agent's in charge of that. I mean, Philadelphia probably has way better strip clubs than Cincinnati, so maybe if I was Consider, in Philadelphia, I don't, does I would, Cincinnati even have a strip club? I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, but. It, that's why there's no NBA team here anymore. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Boy, I never put that together. <laughs> if I can't get wings and see some naked women jumping around, brother, I, I, I ain't bringing an NBA squad here. We're definitely not signing any free agents. That's yeah, for sure. I mean, you ain't going over to Covington and going to the Brass Bull or the or the whatever that's called over there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not the Brass Bull. The Brass Bull's an actual bar. The uh, oh, what's the one? I don't yeah. know, but you can only go to the zoo so many times. That's I mean, right, buddy. That's the only right. thing we got going here. Or King's <coughs> Island. King's Island. The, yeah. yeah, King's Island. <laughs> anyway, this is crazy. Now that that happened, that Ben Simmons came in, would not engage with the team, would not talk to people. Apparently, Doc Rivers asked him to step in in a defensive drill, and he said no. Doc asked him again, said no again. Doc asked him to leave. That's what I. Doc was pissed. I'm sure, and I'm he to, to see Doc respond to the to the questions like you like you mentioned before at the mm-hmm. end of last year the way he did not in in the same thing with his teammates now these guys are not supporting him like They're most done. teammates oh, do yeah they got each other's back all the time they are done They're this done team with is them. done Doc's a player coach dude he's a players coach he's no players love Doc Rivers and he has a perfect I think he has that. 
with the with enough of the old school respect that thing. he gets yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Um you're right. So I I I don't think there's a choice. I think you have to cut ties. I think you have to fig- just get the best trade you can. It's not going to be what you want. And you have to move on because at this point he is not he's not going to be happy. He's going to be bad for the locker room. You're just going to keep having to answer questions about it. It's I think a, you've got to make it somebody else's problem and just deal with maybe being worse this year than you were expecting to be and just move forward with a new plan. It's a guaranteed contract, right? $17 million or something like that I think is what it is. I don't know exactly what what the deal is. But the only thing they can do to keep him is is that whole being suspended for, for actions detrimental to the team. That's basically all they have. So you have to continue to let him come to practice and continue to kick him out of practice and continue to do this over and over and over again. They they wouldn't do that. It would just be if that happened again, they just let him release him or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's going to cost them that's going to cost them 15 million dollars. It's it it's going to They're cost, not it's not they're not going to pay 15 million dollars to him. If if it's guaranteed and they have to, it makes more sense to to pay him that money to stay away. It does. <sighs> It's it's happened plenty of times before to other guys. It it, it makes more sense to keep him away from the team and keep all that drama and all all those problems away from the team. They've got lawyers inside that contract looking for any possible thing they can do to void that thing out right now. Maybe. But Ben Simmons is going to have the same thing on his side. It's – I mean – I, I think you have to. I think you have to trade him now. After what, coming back, what happens to a human being when you are a really good player in grade school, high school, go to LSU, go to Kentucky, go to wherever? Benson was LSU, right? Go, go wherever you go, and 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 you're going to be the star on campus there. And you go to the NBA. What what all of a sudden makes somebody feel like they are so much? I feel like that is that's like like you hear about people getting upset with NBA players and just professional athletes in general. Just oh, they think they're so great. You're getting paid millions of dollars. Now I understand if I think I'm better than you, and you're getting paid more than me, then yeah, I want to get paid more. That makes total sense in the workplace. However, if you're Ben Simmons. And you're just – is this not just going about it wrong, though? This is just oh, the absolutely. wrong way to go about it. Of course. So what? at what point in time in a, in a human being's life does that happen and not have the agents and the, the people around you to go, yo, bro, hey, you got to figure this one out, man. Hey, nope, stop what you're doing. I, if I'm his agent, I'm dropping him. I don't want you as a client. Yeah, I, I Rich Paul. He's got Rich Paul. Rich Paul is his agent. He's part of that whole thing. If I'm Rich Paul, I got so much money coming in from all my really good players and mediocre players that I have in the NBA that are begging to be under the Rich Paul agency or whatever. I am dropping that kid like a bowling ball off a twenty-story building. But if he figures it out, or if he if he goes to a new place and and is rejuvenated and feels Good. happy again, it's not worth this. It's not worth this. Like you just said for Philly, it's not worth Philly. To to they, you're saying Philly should just give him seventeen million dollars. I'm saying Rich Paul should give up the 
two that he's going to get and say, kick rocks, find somebody else. Because he, he, he's, he's never going to sign. He's not going to sign another contract as good as what he has right now. Maybe not. Un- unless he gets traded and has a great year somewhere or figures out his shot somehow or whatever. He and Markel Foltz go to the find a, yeah. find a, yeah. a, a shot. Uh, Is Adam know, Schmidt a, opening a up a clinic somewhere? <laughs> yeah, you guys give me a call. Ben Simmons, Markel Foltz, uh, give me a call. Fly to Cincinnati, and we'll, uh, we'll work on your shot. We'll get that thing fixed right up. I love it. All right. Uh, I, look, I, ha- I have a feeling we're going to be talking about this next week because I, something's going to happen, I think, in the next week. Something will happen with the Ben Simmons thing. It has to. It has to. So we'll talk about this. You're right. We will talk about this later, and we're just going to go round and round. So so let's go on to the next thing. We're done. That's a big three. Big three. Well done. Well done. So uh, we've only got a, uh, a few short segments left. Before we get to the Mount Rushmore, <laughs> the Mount Rushmore and the comedy, let's talk about one of my favorite things going on right now, and that is the Major League Baseball playoffs. We both had the Dodgers in the uh, in the World Series. Dodgers are currently down. No, they were losing when I uh, when we came down here. I assume they're still losing. We'll have to take a look at that. We'll, we'll go with Houston first. Houston was down 0-2 in this series, and they are now up. They've won three straight games. They're up 3-2 over Boston after game five. That, my friend, is impressive. They beat the brakes off the Boston uh, bullpen for the last two games. So this series, um, let's see, so this is game five, goes Back to Houston. Back to Houston. Not tomorrow, but Friday for game six. I'm sorry, Boston's up 3 2. Boston, I'm sorry. They've, uh, Houston's what? Boston was up 3 0. Houston's won the last two. That's my fault. No, it's 3 it's three 2. Houston. Oh, Houston is 3 2. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that game's on Friday. Uh, J.D. Martinez, uh, who had a stellar uh, beginning of the postseason, has slowed down. Xander Bogart's still hotter than a firecracker. Uh, Rafi Devers still hotter than a firecracker. And this Houston team, in the beginning, in the first six innings of games, not very good at all. They're terrible hitting. I think they're hitting like a buck sixty in the first six innings wow. against Boston, and they're hitting like three sixty after the sixth inning. It's ridiculous. They finally had a good game in game four, and then top of the ninth inning, they put up a seven spot on <laughs> on Boston's bullpen. Exactly. Not a game anymore. And that's, that's I think, two games It was two ways. to two going into that, into that inning. It was right. a tie game. And, and, and both both teams have put up big numbers, big, you know, a lot of runs in, yeah. in two games, or at least one game each. Um, two games now. So it's been it, that's been a, an offensive driven series for the most part here. It's um, I, yeah, I, both bullpen. Neither bullpen really has been fantastic. There are a couple guys. Luckily, Houston has only needed a bullpen for an inning or two in the last couple games because their starting pitching has been really good. Um, and, and they're. Their offense, their regular hitters are hitting hitting Jordan Alvarez and Yuli Gurriel and Alvarez and Correa. Is so good, and, yeah. I, I, those guys Altuve all, has not been hitting though. He hasn't, but not all, been those hitting. other guys have stepped up, and stepped the, up. those guys have been yes. in 
their most of their lineup is really hitting that the ball Alvarez pretty kid is good. He's very he's very good. He's yeah. good. Um, so uh, you know that I, I'll be honest. I've been a little more interested in the. I'm always a little. Uh, I'm always a bigger fan of the National League series usually anyway because I'm a National League guy. But um, I I mean I like both the Red Sox and this Astros team. I like a lot of the players on both teams, but um, I, I just. In the playoffs, I want more three to one, three to two games, four three. I want those Has real been a good lot of that. pitching matchups, great defense, great. You know, every out is like you know a, a huge deal. Now it's you know, well they scored five runs that inning. Yeah, so. I mean it's a, it's the seventh inning and they're up by eight and you're and you're looking in their dugout and everybody's just giggling and laughing because they know they got this thing wrapped up. When that when the games get out of hand like that, I don't even watch them. I I change the it's, channel and find right. something else. I just right. I, you know it's playoff baseball. I love it, but when it gets like that, I just I want to see those pitching matchups and and well the same know. thing happened in the in the National League series today. It's nine to two right now in the top of the night. This the in Atlanta is just beating up on the best team in baseball, and they're about to go up three one in that. About series. to go up three yeah. one. Game. I mean, they they could clinch it tomorrow. They play again tomorrow. They could clinch it tomorrow. Uh, I'm pretty excited because I'm going to be at Belterra, Belterra Casino Ooh. tomorrow night, uh, hanging out, watching a little, watching a little ball at the casino. I'm okay. kind of excited. Have a have a little. Little company outing deal going on, and, and uh, I think uh, I think it's I think I'm gonna wear my Atlanta hat tomorrow night. So if you're gonna go to the, I sports, got my Braves hat. If it, very nice, you got the Red Sox on tonight. I yeah. like it. Um, if you're gonna Didn't go to the them. Sport, <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna go to the sports book at the casino and put something down on Game Five of Atlanta Dodgers tomorrow night, who would it'll you be Game be? Six. Game six. Yes. Game six will be. Oh, no, you're right. No, game, game five. five you're right. Yeah. Game five. Game five. Yeah. yeah. Four, five. Yeah. Yeah, four, because that'd be a clinching game. Four. Yeah. Four, one. If I was going to put money down, who's pitching tomorrow? Do we know who's pitching tomorrow yet? Uh, Let's see. I can pull it up pretty quick, yeah. and uh, there is no lineup yeah, currently TV, available. TV, so, yeah. <laughs> so here's the deal. Scherzer, Scherzer came out early, so he's not going to be pitching. Yeah. Uh, Urias pitched today. So it's is it Kershaw? It's it's got to be Kershaw then, right? Is he healthy? I didn't even think he was. Oh, I forgot. That's right. So who's I don't know who's pitching I, for the Dodgers. That's the other thing, which again makes me say this Atlanta team, the their offense, this young Atlanta offense. Forget the fact that their pitching staff has been unreal, but this 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 young Atlanta offense that beat the brakes off the Reds last year is fun to watch. I'm putting money on Atlanta. Let's go. 4-1. Four, four, I, I would love it. I you know I really like this Dodgers team a lot, but I, I, I root for the Braves over almost everybody, and uh, and I would love to see it. Love Freddie Freeman, even if he's – I don't even know that he's – He had another had bomb a, today. Y'all, he's hit a – are you kidding me? He's got three bombs in this series alone. This dude, Freddie Freeman – Freddie Freeman is a freak. I don't know how many FRs you could put into something. <laughs> Freddie Freeman is the best player on this team. You can talk about Ozzy Albies. You can talk about Ronald Acuna Jr. Freddie Freeman is the glue that makes this team who they are. He's the best player on that team. Three. So three things that I have been going through my head the last minute. Number one, talking about 
pitching in both these series have been it's been weird like I think in both series at least one of the teams has used an opener um, there have been a lot of pitchers used in a lot of these games a ton oh of yeah and it's just you just this is a different totally different I was talking a minute ago about how I like the old you know I love when you know Clayton Kershaw would go eight and a third innings and it's it's a Clayton Kershaw versus a Chris Sale a few years ago, and it's like that. You know, it's a one nothing game in yeah. the eighth, and both guys are still in. I was That's, hoping that I would happen for that. Chris Sale today, coming yeah. back. I was hoping that would happen, but no. Instead, it was Fromber, Framber, that whatever that yep. ding dong is. Yeah, yeah. Fromber, Fra- what kind of name is that? F R A M B. That's not <laughs> a name. No, no. <laughs> It's not a name. No somebody names. just put a bunch of letters. America. Doesn't matter. Somebody <laughs> I I know names from other countries. I've never seen that in my entire life. Somebody put a bunch of letters together and just said, eh, that sounds like a good name. I still feel like I see new names all the time. No name surprised me anymore, I don't think. I, feel I, like mean, I need to spell it backwards, see it spelled backwards, see if it means see if it says something backwards. Like <laughs> like is that rehab or something or rehab? Uh, From Bayer, I, I don't now I don't even remember his Rev, name anymore. Rev, Bam, Rev Mall, Bam, yeah, Rev um, Mall, like Rev Mall. <laughs> um, okay, so so, so that was that, one. What's that was one. Two? Th- that was one thing. Is just yeah, the pitching has been totally out of whack. Um, I I, I feel like this. I mean, I'm sure this is uh, just an obvious thing. But if Clayton K- Kershaw was healthy, and if uh, if uh, Trevor, Trevor Bauer. Bauer. Why can't I ever think of Trevor Bauer wasn't in the the deal that he is in. <laughs> uh, wasn't choking people or whatever. With their own hair. If if those two guys were on the squad as planned, this would probably be a totally different series. They may have blown through everybody already, um, and there may be you know different situations. They may not have used as many pitchers, but. That was the, that was the other thing. And how about if the Braves go to the World Series without Ronald Acuna Jr.? I, I mean, mean, that insane. makes it even more special. Insane, unbelievable. Just to show you how how good of a team they have put together. Their pitching, their pitching is the most underappreciated in this entire playoffs. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about Boston, Houston. L.A., nobody is talking about the how good the Braves pitching has been. And yeah. they have been uh, superb throughout this entire series. And, and it helps that your offense is just beating the brakes off of everybody. That gives everybody else confidence as you go. So, um, yeah, big game, big win for the Dodgers a couple nights ago just to, to sneak one in and, and, and get the two to one. But after tonight, they'll be three one and – Tomorrow's the big day, bud. Tomorrow, Atlanta in L.A. Game five. That's right. Uh, so a chance for, for both in the next couple of days. I mean, in, in two days, we could have the World Series set. It could be Houston and Atlanta. Uh, or if, if Boston or the Dodgers win, then we might be talking about game sixes. And then I mean, Chris, it literally could go till Sunday. I know. We go to a Sunday or Monday, brother. I mean, it could go as far as Sunday. It could go as far as Sunday. Game sevens on Sunday? Yeah. Would that be two game sevens that day? No, game seven. Oh. So game six and game seven would be on Saturday. Game six of the NLCS and game seven of the ALCS will be on Saturday. 
And then Sunday would be Game 7 of the NLCS. Then how about Game 7s for both weekend days? That'd be big. That'd be a big weekend. Man, that'd be a big weekend. Be a lot of fun. I'm rooting for it. Uh, we all are. We all are. I really need Boston to get to Game 6, though. That's my big one. I, I need Friday night. I need uh, – well, we're already – what's today? Today's Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, they're already playing Friday night. Yeah. Game six on Friday, I'm excited for. That's gonna be the game. I want to put something up. I want to. I want to make. A, I got a new blow up screen. It's 16 foot wide. Jeez. We'll put the projector on that thing on the other side of the pool. I'm ready to. I'm ready to watch some baseball. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Pretty 16 excited. 16 feet wide. Freddie Freeman looks real fat on that screen. No, he? he just looks taller than oh. he is now. <laughs> Jordan Alvarez looks fat on that. Screen. Yes, but he looks fat in general. So. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Hey, here's the deal. We just we just went through a lot of sports. I mean, we took an hour of sports today. That's pretty good. Fifty six minutes in, we did a full hour of sports. Uh, we got the NFL in. We got the NBA in. We got Major League Baseball in. Is this not the? That's be- all the sports. Is, I mean, is there another sport? I mean, there nope. are there are sports. I just heard of a sport today called. Oh, I wish I could remember what it was called. High low, highly, highly, Lehigh. I can't remember. But anyway, it's basic basically. So I'm uh, we're at uh, we're at the park the other day. Okay, mm-hmm. took the kids to the park. There's middle school in the background over by where your brother lives, mm-hmm. and uh, in the background is a soccer field of this park, and they've got goals in like closer together than the soccer goals, right? So about about 20 yards in from each soccer goal, maybe 10, 15 yards in, there's two goals. There's goalies. There's like eight people on each team, and they've got a ball. And it's about the size of a basketball, maybe a volleyball, and they're throwing it to each other. But when you catch it, it's like basketball. You get two steps, or you got to pivot and make a throw immediately. You can't dribble. You can't walk with it. All right? Talk to me. I think I saw this in the Olympics. Dude, this, my son was enthralled. He's like, Dad, this is basketball and soccer. And I was like, yes. Yes exactly what it is it's basketball and soccer and i'm watching it and of course i've never seen it before so but as a normal athlete would do you look at it and you figure the rules out pretty quick right like i mean within a couple minutes we had it all figured out and we're rooting for different teams (laughs) up here at this park and it's it's not called handball it's not called any of that kind of stuff it's basically soccer with basketball included with the way i mean these guys it's quick passes boom 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 down the court field and uh i don't know where this came from but i was super stoked for it so you said this is all the sports i've got a new sport that i'm in love with <laughs> i think right. it's called like highly or high lay lay high i can't remember what it's called uh, okay so there are four sports now i guess so that's right all right well, I guess we'll start covering that next week then. That's right. Go Rapid Run Middle School. <laughs> uh, all right. Now let's let's shift into our fun stuff at My the end of this part. podcast. I love it. The Mount Rushmore for this week is comedians who play instruments on stage. Yes, it is. I As I was looking at this stuff, I was like, man, should we have expanded it to just like musical musically inclined people in comedy because there's all these different you know branches you can you can go off here but for the most part we're talking comedians who play instruments on stage um i i had a quick four when i first thought of this a few weeks ago i had a quick four and 
And then when I started looking at it, I'm like, wait, that guy, that guy, that guy. That There's actually a lot. There, there, there a lot. is a lot. There's a lot. And, and I didn't do the best research. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't do the best research. All you need is four. But I've got four down here, and I think they're pretty good. I feel confident in my four. I would love to hear your four <sighs> on Mount Rushmore of comedians. I hate Rancher. going first on anything, but okay. I know you do. I I'll go. Because <laughs> I always make you go first. I know. <laughs> Literally every single time. Uh, all right. So number, uh, let's let's start at the bottom. So, and, and maybe I got this wrong. Uh, Steve Martin has a banjo album, right? And And at some point in time, the guy had to do a comedy special and bring out some kind of banjo or guitar or something, right? And Steve Martin is a legend. So... In the comedy game, if you're gonna do this, Steve Martin is probably was probably the first musically inclined comedian. Maybe not the first, but maybe the most known musically inclined. So I'm putting Steve Martin on there. Um, number two, we kind of talked about this uh, earlier today. I think he's on both of ours. Uh, Dimitri Martin. Uh, I really like Mitch Hedberg. I like the one-liner stuff. I really like that, and I feel like there's a lot of people that put a little put some tunes behind it. And I feel like it does a little something different to the one-liners. You know what I mean? It's not just Rodney Dangerfield standing up there throwing a bunch of matcha. Yeah. So I like Demetri Martin. On that same note, I'm going with Nick Fune because I really think he's really he's good too and he brings a guitar out there and does the exact same thing basically. One-liners after one after another and goes at it. And then last but not least, the... All right, so I told you that I went to Belterra this weekend for a little golf deal, okay? And I don't know how it happens, but, you know, I'm known as being the goofball most of the time wherever I go. Sure. So I'm with a buddy of mine uh, and and a bunch of other guys that we play softball with and some other of their friends. So I knew, I knew most of the people, but there's a guy that I get introduced to, and my best friend, Mike Little, introduces me as – this guy's kind of like, you know, Alan from hang from the hangover. And he's like, yeah, he's like, he's kind of like the Alan of our group. And I'm like, are you kidding me for real, dude? <laughs> oh, I don't think I would put that together. No, I mean, yeah. no, he was just trying to make fun of me. I right. So for the rest <laughs> of the night and then the next morning, Hey, Alan, how are you? This guy starts calling me Alan. I got to go with Zach Galifianakis. The guy played the piano quite a few times on the on stage. He's, I mean, he's really good at the piano. Like, he he did it in his, not just his comedy, but, you know, in the show, whatever that weird show where he's a clown. He did that in that too, I Baskets. think. So, yeah, Basket. So, I'm going with Zach Galifianakis as number four. So, Steve Martin, Dimitri Martin, Steve Martin, Dimitri Martin, the, Nick, Mar- the Martin brothers. The Martin brothers. Nick Thune and uh, Zach Galifianakis. Well, let's make this quick. I've got three of the same. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Galifianakis is, I, I think, my favorite. My favorite if, I had, <laughs> if I had to pick a favorite stand-up comedian of all time, it's probably Zach Galifianakis. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's one. Dimitri Martin, Nick Thune, who, who I got to see a couple years ago in person, by the way. Um, and then my fourth, I'm putting, I'm going to put Bo Burnham, Bo Burnham, man. I almost did him, but the fact that I couldn't stand his last special, I, that last one that came out, I just couldn't watch it. 
because I couldn't watch that. The dude's a really talented musician. Mm-hmm. And he's talented, period, yeah. He's funny, and he's goofy funny. I just didn't like the last special, so I, that's the reason I didn't put him on there. I got you. Um, his, his stuff, I, he was like... 19 or something yeah, when he had his like first special 20, album, like I think that. it was 19 or 20 or something yeah. like that and it was fantastic and yeah he plays he's yeah he's really talented he's very funny very very talented i think he's got some demons and i think we saw some of that uh in that special yeah, i think maybe um, just he, a little bit he just he hates the whole hollywood thing so he doesn't like being famous i don't think at all so he ha- i think he's had some stuff with that but um but he, he's made a movie and he's had a few stand-up specials uh, including that that one during but he the hates Hollywood, hates Hollywood, but if that's what you're uh, incredible at, I mean, I guess you got to keep making content because that's how you make money. I guess. Anyway, uh, I did put do what him you on love, there. and it's not a job. That's right. But if you don't love it, if you don't, don't love don't it. Do it. <laughs> I think he. Lo- I think he really likes comedy. I think he just doesn't like the fame and yeah. all the all the sure. stuff that goes along. He likes that little scene. stuff. He likes going to the clubs. He that's, most comedians. That's their favorite part. Going to the clubs during the week and working material out. That's what they love about comedy. Definitely. And there are a bunch of guys. John LaJoy is a guy that I haven't thought about in a while, but he was really good. Um, How about them girls? The I was talking about them the girls. Notes. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I mean, that, they, they've got a whole – they do a whole a whole skit on their own where they just sing songs. Yeah. Um, Stephen Lynch is a guy that had a Comedy Central Presents mm-hmm. a long time ago, yeah. and it was like one of the best ones I ever saw. And he played, uh, he you know he made songs and played guitar. That was really good. Adam Sandler. Oh, I never even think. Adam oh Sandler my gosh. Play, yeah, Adam Sandler plays guitar and 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 he's done so much comedy. Weird Al. I I, I guess he's not a stand up comedian. No, but, I mean, no, not that. No, that dude's a goober. Tenacious D is another comedy duo that does music. I mean, I, those guys together. I would actually call that a concert. Yeah, but it's a comedy concert. It is hilarious. Really funny. Jack Black's so funny. But they're really good. Both of they're really good together. And they like they get in the studio and do some real stuff. It's not like just playing around. Like it's they're not just up there strumming a few chords. I dude, that's that Tenacious D is is fun. If you've never got to actually see Tenacious D, that is worth paying money for. I look him up on YouTube. Look oh, you do it on that. But if you yeah. get to see him live, I never got to see him live. But I've heard. I mean, I've only got to see. I've only seen him on YouTube and all that stuff. But live. Oh, especially uh, uh, Jack Black on. Uh, what is it? The Insta Snap or Snap or, or Chat Snap or the Instagram or the whatever it is. He's really funny on all those things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. He's very funny on social media. He uh, loves still. showing his belly. He's a lot like Burt Kreischer. Him <laughs> yeah. and Burt Kreischer probably get along real well. Yeah. Uh, and me, <laughs> uh, Dana Carvey is another guy I wrote down. Oh, good one. Yeah, done, yeah. Yeah. He did a lot of that stuff too. Um, the one guy though, that I would p- uh, put as a fifth, a definite fifth, a close, close to being in there. Reggie Watts. Have you ever seen Reggie Watts? I don't know, man. I saw this guy years ago. I think on Conan for the first time I, I-, I saw him and he was, he does. 
I think he he can play musical instruments, but he does like a synthesizer thing. And yeah. he does like he'll he'll start beat yeah, he he does. So he has like a keyboard or whatever yep. or synthesizer and he, he will like play a little beat and then like hit the thing and it like record loops, it yep. and then pl- add a little another piece and loop and then yeah. he and then he does like funny he'll he'll either like tell jokes or he'll make up a funny uh, song or whatever to yeah. it or whatever. I, he's so so funny first time i saw him like whoa this guy blows my mind and then i kind of followed him for a long time after that and he i, I don't know how much stand-up he does anymore but he does a lot of uh, he, he does a lot of stuff on different shows and he's been a band leader for a couple talk show hosts yeah. and stuff like that um he's so funny and he's so good with all that stuff uh, so reggie watts is a close one for me but anyway uh, so we have almost the same, almost yep. the same Mount Rushmore there. Well done. Well done. <sighs> That's it. That's our Mount Rushmore. That's Mount Rushmore. Hold on. I got to, I got, I haven't, I haven't rated this yet. I got to write it down. Hold on. Okay. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to go. Uh, so we're going to go. Next thing we're going to do is go into Theo Vaughn, regular people. Um, man, I didn't want to do that, but I did anyway. So we're going to Theo Vaughn, regular people. This is a uh, comedy special. Just came out what yesterday or two days? Like it, this is yesterday, fresh. Tuesday the nineteenth. Yeah. So I watched it today. Adam watched it yesterday. Um, no, I, you know what? I went first. I went first. No, I'll go first again. I'll go first again. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a duel it up today. All right, so we just talked about who our favorite comedians were. This dude just might have put himself just, God, he just might have put himself up there for some of the stuff that I like the most. So Theo Vaughn, we've talked about him before. We've watched a special on him before, have we not? I don't know if we watched a special. We've talked about Theo Vaughn. Maybe we We talked about him talking about the lesbian softball thing because that's funny as all get out. I listen to his podcast every single week. So his podcast is great and he was very, I mean, he was vocal about thanking everyone for for their support on the podcast because his podcast is continuously in the top 20. It's never like top 5, top 10, but it's continuously in the top 20, top 25 on iHeartRadio and a couple others. So, I mean, the guys are really good and he's really funny he was on mtv one of those things i don't know if it was road rules or 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 um real world real world or something like that but he's a down-home country boy right and we don't know where i don't know where he's from sounds like alabama or new orleans there you go this guy and and i've all every time i see him he's funny every time i see him he's funny and and when this started i couldn't stop laughing like i'm driving down the road cracking up laughing out loud belly laughing there was a couple parts in the middle where i thought he could have done a little better with some of the jokes he could have finished them a little better Mm. um his timing is really good i think he tries to overdo the timing on some jokes and it doesn't work and then he just tries to move on to the next real quick but this was as funny of a comedy special that i've seen in a long time I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna tell you what I rated it, and then we can talk about the joke. So I gave it a four point seven. I gave it a four point seven. Uh, five is the highest at four point seven. Haas. I'm gonna tell you right now that this dude is hilarious. His one armed, the one armed guy who choked out everybody and choked out thirty no guys. Arms. No arms. Sorry, zero. He has zero arms. <laughs> 
His his wordplay is phenomenal, right? Mustache. Mustache. Him so unique. Mustache. So- the mustache and and his his word, the way he says certain words. Oh my God, this dude! I I don't even know how to tell you. He starts it off talking about his haircut, and you don't don't say nothing to me about being. About being uh, about don't try to and one me not and one me to me or whatever he's talking about because he's got a lesbian haircut you don't know what I am over here <laughs> you don't know if I'm a man or a woman I could I just uh, I, I can't even tell you the jokes because they're so funny I didn't write any of them down I usually start writing them down but obviously I was driving while I was listening to this and thank you for not writing them down. I didn't write them down but oh my god the Hector it started with Hector but it was really. The the little Mexican guy was Mexican Nick, Nicholas Mexican Nicholas I think is his name and he he was a sexy rapper, <laughs> but he didn't know how to spell rapper. I mean that was hilarious and the fact that in the classroom they all had, they all had pets <laughs> and he's talking about you know, one guy killed a goat and he stabbed the goat and that was an at home goat man that's a home goat. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know how to explain these jokes, and they probably sound terrible as we laugh at them because we just watch a special. Watch Theo Vaughn, Regular People. <laughs> this special, I guarantee you, 100% will make you laugh. Absolutely. 100%. And once again, he talks about lesbians. He talks about LGBTQJ because yeah. you got to throw them jugglers in there because <laughs> he knows more – he knows more gay people than he knows jugglers. So he throws jugglers into that minority as well. Oh, my God. The dude is hilarious, right? Oh, my God. He's so funny. So good. <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even think without laughing. He does a great job. I'm, I'm a, I didn't give him a 5.0 because there were some that didn't hit, and there were some spots in there that very few. Don't, don't get me wrong. Very few. If you get a five, it's got to be on point for an hour. On point for an hour, nonstop. Mm-hmm. So 0.3% of this special was not on point, and that's it. The rest of it was great. Theo Vaughn, 4.7. Adam, finish me off. I'm, I'm just going to show you the one that I wrote down before you said yours. We both said it at the same time. We're going to write it at the same time. So you said 4.7. Oh, 4.8. He knocked me up one. Not a boy. 4.8, and I almost said 4.9. This was so this was good. as good a special as we've watched, I think. Without a doubt. It, it, like you said, it's wordplay. The Just the words he uses are hilarious. Like, I, I keep just saying mustache because I laughed so hard when he said it three times about the little Mexican guy who had who grew the mustache, and that's part of the culture. They just, as they grow up, they just... And next thing you know, they got a mustache. Yeah. A mustache. I love it. You know what else I love? He never called his haircut a mullet. Yeah. The word mullet never came out. He talked about his hair a lot. Yeah. Never said the word mullet. I love that. I love it. He hit, hit one of the first jokes was when he was talking about it. He said, I look like a guy that, that probably has matches on him. <laughs> and then he said, he started walking and he crept over and he goes, look like he's taking his arm for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first thing I wrote down. The The way this guy's brain works is different than anybody else. I, I he, I'm telling you, 
You watch a lot of comedy. <laughs> I'm telling you, this guy's brain works differently. In, in, in a good way. In a great way. And if you listen to his podcast, too, you get to hear that all the time. And that stuff, like when he does it on his podcast, he says stuff like that all the time. And it's like that's off the top of his head. He's yeah. not even writing that stuff. No, that's, that's just going. This guy has a different way of thinking, and it's so funny the way he the way he mispronounces things on purpose. The way he, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, the the thing, the one thing he said is his brother got hit by a harpoon one time in his in his city. And he said <laughs> he, he said that, that he said he got hit by that sea needle. It was a harpoon. Is <laughs> that sea needle, needle. that time traveling joust? <laughs> That's the kind of stuff that he's just the <laughs> that thing hit him from the past. Somebody threw that yeah. from the past. The sea needle that was so good. This, oh my god! Did you pause that so you could write that down? I no, I just wrote it quickly. Uh, but so good, so well um, done. <laughs> he he was talking about the he was talking about the, uh, the Mexican guy. He was talking about you know we didn't have any Latinos where I was from or whatever, uh, and then we finally got one. He's like, well, I shouldn't no, say got like, one. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, we didn't get one. He showed up of natural causes. <laughs> the assistant principal came dribbling him in. <laughs> he said, we had, the, we had class in the seventh grade. Science, biology, animals, animals. sex was, ed, and outdoors. It was a big class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Animals was a big one. Uh, they all held animals inside class while they were talking about sex ed. They all had an animal. He said his, he, a gerbil. He said a garbel or yeah. gerbil or something. A lizard. <laughs> a lizard. There's another one. Um, his father migrated here in a V formation. <laughs> the whole funeral story was really funny. Oh, when the he Beetlejuice to drop the off. Beetlejuice and he had the. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> He said, "He said you can't name six families that won two perms, <laughs> two on, the perms on the radio." <laughs> he was ta- talking about the dude with no arms. That was a long thing. He said his name was Edgerton. They called him Gert because they Gert, took the the, the, the first part and the last part off, and that was like that's how that's what he looked like because he has just zero like arms. his body because he yeah. had zero arms. He said he got arrested and they just draped the cuffs o- cuffs over his shoulders. <laughs> He said to do his fingerprints, he's just like rolling his shoulders and in ink. He's making snowman. He's making snowman on the paper. He's like, he really just looked like a tall snake. <laughs> oh, I'm laughing so hard. This is so. Oh, his cousin got bit by a gay guy. <laughs> Hold on. Pause. Wait, wait, wait. And then he paused. Okay. He's like, what's going on? We can't, we can't have them out here biting straights. <laughs> he said, he said, my cousin got bit by a gay guy. And he paused for a minute. He goes, so we're still waiting on the results. <laughs> <laughs> we can't be out here biting straights. <laughs> I couldn't name seven women who went to, went into a quiz nose if you gave me four weeks. <laughs> you know, you know, you take a bite out of that quiz nose sandwich. You trying to wrangle that thing in and you make eye contact with a guy over there. It's a every guy's got eleven percent gay in him. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have a little yeah. bit to spare. We all got something. <laughs> um all right, now that we just ruined the whole thing for everybody listening to this, I'm telling you, there's uh, way more than even that. I mean, we just said a lot of his jokes, but we did. there's a lot more and if, than that. Here's the deal, here's the deal, here's the deal. They're funnier coming out of his mouth, even if you know they're coming. Yeah. Absolutely. Even if you know they're coming. 
You got to watch this. I we're usually like, you know, watch it, go for it or whatever. I'm telling you, no. if you like comedy, if you yeah. like funny things, and look, of course, comedy is subjective and all that. And it's got some it's you. got some stuff in it, you know, he, like we said, he got bit by a gay guy in Australia. Yeah. He talks a lot about gay, gay people be- and lesbian and lesbian and and He does uh, a really he does a really good job of not making it like bad either. Yeah. Like he's he doesn't do a ter- like yeah. He's, he not, he's not he's not he's not Dave Chappelle right. with it, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So uh, he just he's just honest. He's like, "Look, where I come from, man, there just wasn't any of that." <laughs> it's so so good. I'm telling you, I recommend. Well, we both recommend it. We almost gave it fives, and you know how diff- uh, how tough a it doesn't happen very to, often. Yeah. Yes, yes. Neither of us ever really get too close to the, even that four number, yeah. much less that close to a five. So, if you are listening to this still an hour and twenty minutes into this podcast, please get on Netflix. You know, if you ain't got Netflix, you know somebody that does. You've got a password. Everybody's got a password in Netflix. Get on there, Theo Vaughn, regular people, please get on there and watch that. You know what? If you don't have it and you don't have a password, pay 13 bucks for a month and watch this one because this one's worth This is worth 50. This worth, I'd, I'd pay 50 bucks to watch this. Yeah. Oh, my God. I would love to go see Theo Vaughn. Oh, speaking of that, guess what I'm doing? What are you doing? I'll tell you mine after this. What? Right. I'm going to Columbus to watch Nate Bargatze. Do we already talk about this? Are you really? I'm going. It's official. I got the nice. tickets. I got the hotel room. Wow. I'm going to Columbus, October 29th, day, two days before Halloween. It's the Friday, whatever that Friday is. Going uh, going, with, going with my boy Mike, who calls me Alan. Nice. All, doesn't call me Alan, but got <laughs> other people to call me Alan. Uh, they're getting off. The him and his wife are getting off work early. We're gonna go up early. We go up around two o'clock. Have a little din din. We got a little nine thirty show. Didn't do the seven. That seven o'clock show is never as good, right? You got to get that late show. At least I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna hit the late show. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it, man. I'm pretty. Uh, we like gonna be a great. Nate Bargatze's another guy that got big ratings out of the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. Yeah. Yep, that's going to be worth it. Totally worth I'm it. I'm so excited. Glad you're doing that. Today, my sister bought us tickets to see Sal Volcano and Chris Stefano. That doesn't surprise me at all because Sal, Sal, the whole Sal, the one that's in the uh, Impractical, Impractical Jokers, right? Yeah. Like, that doesn't surprise me at all because your sister is probably the biggest Impractical Jokers fan that I know. Yeah. She loves it. I love it. I, I, I got to see both those guys when I was in New York. Um, Did you go? Uh, they were in Dayton. I went to go watch. I told you, I, this is a couple years ago. I went to go see them in Dayton, the Impractical Jokers at Wright State. Oh yeah, at yeah, the yeah. Nutter Center. Yeah, my sister went. They had so much were, fun with that, calling it the Nutter Center the whole the, the sure. whole time. They had so much fun with that. Yeah, um, I saw I saw both of those guys. I didn't realize who Chris Stefano was then, but like three years ago or something like that, they yeah. were in Cincinnati, and I went to see Sal. Uh, with my well, sure, yeah, with my sister and some other people, or whatever. But and then I think at that time Chris was opening for him. Oh, really? He was the middle. He was the. Yeah, um, I mean, Chris would be De Stefano would be the closer now, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a co-headline show now. Co- yeah, I was gonna absolutely. say, yeah. I mean, um, he's as big. De Stefano's as big as. I mean, Sal's not known for stand-up. Sal's known for doing silly things and if you if you've only seen sal volcano on impractical jokers and you've never seen a stand-up 
trust me, surprisingly really good. Yeah, I mean that's they they all were doing kind of stand up stuff at that. I mean they were together, but they there was a little there was a there was it was a scripted stand up kind of a deal while they were doing it. it was good. I think it'll be good. And we've all we've we've had Chris Stefano on on the show. I'm not him personally but we've watched his special on the show before yeah 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 and then he came on he came on with us yeah that's right right after that speaking of coming on with us next week we've got mr adam baum baum adam baum baum i'm gonna figure out how to say his name correctly i think it's baum but you should ask him i'm gonna ask him i'm gonna say yo is it baum baum beam boom boom whatever How, how do you say your name bob uh, many people have asked me that watch that listen to this podcast have asked me. They tell me that I say it incorrectly when I introduce him. Really? Yeah, they've all. I've had many people say, "I think you're saying his name wrong," and I'm like, "Well, he doesn't correct me when I introduce him." So, how else are you gonna know for sure if you don't ask? I'm gonna ask. So anyway, he'll be on. He's the Cincinnati Enquirer slash USA Today beat writer for the Xavier University Musketeers, which means next week. We'll be talking a little college basketball. Yes, sir. It's coming up. It's coming up in a couple of weeks, two, three weeks, something Less like that. Less than that, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, November. Ninth or something, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I want to say something like that. Seventh or ninth is the first game for the Muskies, at least. Yep. Well, uh, i got to get those on the calendar. It's not going to be happy if I don't get those on the calendar quick. Better get them on there. That's right. Um, so, yes, we, we that, that's awesome. I'm excited to have Adam on. It's been a while. Uh, so, we'll have him on next week. He was – he was excited to get back in the rotation. His exact words. <laughs> nice. Feel bad. We gotta get get old boy back in the rotation. Good. Yeah, I think we've had Bobby on a couple of times since we talked since we yep. last talked to Adam. So um, we'll get Adam back in. That's that's good. That's exciting for us. Also for next week, we've got a Mount Rushmore and a comedy special that we're gonna do. I'm gonna take the comedy oh, I special. Forgot. We gotta pick these. Yeah, that's right. I'm go. gonna take the comedy special again this week so that we can switch. Be- so we can go back to each having one. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, so, while you look around the room and think of a Mount Rushmore for next week, <laughs> I'm going to make you really excited by telling you that our good friend, Chad Daniels, has a new special out. Oh, I did not know that. A new special called Twelfth Night. Dad Chaniels? Dad Chaniels has a new special out from the last two weeks on YouTube. Oh, nice. On YouTube called Twelfth Night. Guys, once again, this is another good one. We've loved. We've had him on before and has been good. Twelfth Night, it's on YouTube? On YouTube. These guys have figured this out, man. YouTube, you own your own stuff forever. You can keep editing it. You you have control. You can see all the... You can look at any time at your at your numbers and, and look at the comments and you've got all the control over this thing. You don't make money but specifically, but well, you, you do off of off once it starts getting big. And there's a lot of them that are going to get money right off the bat because they'll get um, advertisements mm-hmm. to start. But but I mean, you are are you making a twenty million dollar you know four four part Dave Dave Chappelle special or what? Yeah, you're not, but it could lead. This could lead to that. I mean, Theo Vaughn threw that thing on Netflix. He's making dough. He's oh, making yeah. cash. Absolutely, and I, I guarantee it's because of his podcast. It, the podcast he made is it, so he big, made it pretty. Netflix he made it like, pretty clear yeah. that that podcast was why he was there. I mean, he thanked him twice 
Certainly. for their support on the podcast. And I imagine I this one went really well, obviously, to us. If it gets a lot of views, you know, in a year or two or whatever, I'm sure he'll have another one on Netflix. I love it. Sure. Love it, love it, love it. All right, so that brings it to me, right? So you got Chad Daniels, um, Twelfth Night, mm-hmm. and on YouTube, Twelfth Night. I can't even figure out what that is even going to be about. I love it. Um, so I've got a different one. I've got something a little different. I'm not sure how to word this, so I may need some help. Okay. I want to do the Mount Rushmore of sports numbers okay and when i say numbers i don't mean like 714 babe ruth uh 4192 ty cobb jersey numbers i'm talking about jersey numbers right so we both have one we'll just go ahead and say it right off the bat there's one that's on there automatically without a doubt and 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 it's got to be 23 right 23 or even in the baseball world in the baseball world sure don mattingly (laughs) In the baseball world, a different number, which would be on there, which is one more than that, is 24, Mm -hmm. which is a number that is revered in the baseball world. Ken Griffey Jr., Willie Mays, uh, Barry Bonds for a while. Um, Pittsburgh Barry Bonds. Yes. So at that point, I want to figure out what you think. I'm talking all sports, just in general. Okay. So and then you can describe football, baseball, you can, and yes. that new basketball soccer Ye- thing. Eli or Lai or you know basketball soccer thing. Uh, I think basketball le- soccer thing is the way to call it. I think that's the way it is yeah. too. Yeah, all the legends in that sport will out. Soccer back basket. Then. Yeah, basket soccer. Yeah, but, yeah. I basket, think there was a couple eight. Gear. I think there was a couple eighty sevens. Uh, <laughs> they were pretty big. So I want to do the. Um, <laughs> I want to do. By the way, also number seventy-one because I just realized Dennis Schroeder is number seventy-one for the Celtics now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So uh, we, I want to do the Mount Rushmore of Jersey numbers. That's a good one. So that's interesting, and that's a good spin on it because it's not it's not players. It's right just numbers. Jersey numbers. Just Most jersey numbers. Fame or biggest. Where, or where, I mean, there's whatever. there's. Big numbers, right? There's numbers that like everybody gravitates to. So that's what I want to do. It's a good one. Good one. All right, we've got next week set. I mean, we—that's our show. It's going to be Adam Baum. It's going to be Chad Daniels, and it's going to be the Mount Rushmore Sports yeah, Jersey. Numbers. That's basically it, man. We're ready to go. And, and we'll we'll check back if anything big happens with Ben Simmons. We'll touch on that, and then we'll see what's going on with the the World Series will be set by next week. So we'll, yes, we'll it will. That we, or we'll there, talk the about World that. Series will probably be playing underway. Yeah, we'll be probably at two games into the World Series by That's the time true. we get here. It's crazy. We're gonna have to. We just have no choice. We're gonna have to start doing a daily podcast, a daily two hour podcast. I'm in. I'll be Let's over go. at ten thirty every night. From Let's now go. On. Let's go. Let's just do four days a week. Let's go every other. Okay. We'll do a little we'll do a Monday. We'll do a Wednesday. We'll do a Thursday and we'll do a Saturday. Saturday? You like Saturday? Yeah. We'll do Saturday. Monday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. Yep. Get Sunday off. Hit back on Monday. Yeah. I'm in. I think we're just going to have to do it. Sounds good. All right, so we'll see you guys uh on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's tomorrow's Thursday. We got tomorrow. Right? That's right. Oh, no, we're going every other. We're going Monday, Monday Wednesday. Oh, I thought you said Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. 
I'm so confused. I don't even know what we're doing anymore. The whole thing's a joke anyway. There's no way we can do that every single night. Yep. So uh, we'll see you next week. And until then, don't forget to turn your headlights on.